0: of St. Louis original podcast. We've got all the latest news from across the region for you from the KMOX News team in the St. Louis All Local. Today is Monday, August 14th. I'm Michael Calhoun. Our top local story, United Steelworkers in Granite City are hoping for the best on news that another steel company is trying to buy
1: their parent company. Granite City Steelworkers have not been happy for months that the parent company, U.S. Steel, is thinking about selling off the local mill to Suncoke, a plan that could result in 900-plus layoffs here. Now, another major player in the American steel industry, Cleveland Cliffs, wants to buy out all of U.S. Steel. The head of the Steelworkers' Union here, Dan Simmons, was asked,
0: could this save those 900 jobs? Well... I don't know without having sat down and explained exactly what the footprint is and what their plans are, but uh, it could very well mean that the operation as we know it today would
1: continue. U.S. Steel said no thanks to Cleveland Cliffs' initial buyout offer, but Simmons says there will likely be more talks and other offers. Kevin Killeen, KMOX News.
0: And late word, another American steel company, Esmark, is now offering to buy U.S. Steel for $7.8 billion compared to the Cleveland Cliffs offer of $7.3 billion. As raindrops fill at the weigh station on I-70 in Forest Stell, Governor Mike Parson signed a bill to fund a major expansion of the interstate. MoDOT's Eric Kapinski is the improved I-70 director. People are pretty excited about this, having a third lane, having a nice smooth pavement if you drive from Kansas City to St. Louis, so... I think we're all geared up ready to go the project adds a third lane for a stretch of 200 miles it's estimated to be done by 2030. the governor of illinois is explaining why he vetoed legislation to lift the moratorium on building new nuclear power plants jb pritzker says he favors small modular reactors in the original bill but it was amended to include most any kind of nuclear plant there was nothing to uh, you know to line item essentially amend um, without vetoing the entire bill in order to separate the question of whether you're going to have large-scale reactors developed in Illinois or whether you're talking about SMRs. Pritzker says he favors the small reactors and would sign the bill if it's returned in its original form. Last week's ruling by the Illinois Supreme Court upholding the state's law banning assault-style weapons is causing a stir among gun rights advocates. Madison County State's Attorney Tom Haines says going after assault weapons is not about reducing gun violence.
1: I mean, the vast, vast majority of, of crimes that are committed in the United States of America and in Madison County and in St. Louis are committed by weapons that are already illegal under current law and that they are not assault weapons.
0: He thinks that'll be addressed when a separate federal lawsuit works its way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. A gas station in North St. Louis has removed a display of cigarette lighters shaped like assault rifles after an alderman complained it could promote violence. It's the BP station at Grand and Natural Bridge where some customers tell KMOX they're glad the fake guns are gone.
1: Uh, My concerns are, for one, if it looks like a real gun and then somebody pull it out and it looks like a cigarette lighter, I, I mean, somebody else could have a gun and then all of a sudden they just shoot you
0: The owner of the station declined to do an interview on tape, but says the guns were smaller than real guns, so he didn't see a problem at first. But he decided to take them down after neighborhood alderwoman Laura Key sent him a cease and desist letter. The question of what to do with a closed jail is closer to being answered.
1: A survey of St. Louis residents about what to do with the closed workhouse jail facility narrowed down suggested repurposing of the site. The mayor's office says the 700 responses include using it for industrial or renewable energy, an animal shelter. Memorial or museum, return the land to Native Americans, or just tear it down and leave the 23 acres empty? A second round of consideration comes next, but Mayor Jones will ultimately decide what becomes of the workhouse site. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. This just in.
0: City of St. Charles has shut down the Elm Point Water Treatment Plant on Sunday because of a drop in the level of free ammonia in the raw water coming from the well field. St. Charles was only running well number 10 at approximately a million gallons a day for drinking water. The concentration of free ammonia decreased to a level where the city could no longer disinfect the water. The senior property tax freeze voted down by the St. Louis County Council last month will be reintroduced tomorrow. Councilman Dennis Hancock believes the tax break being considered for Boeing changes the narrative on giving tax breaks to see. Senior- with the 155 million dollars in tax revenue that uh, is going to be generated by the Boeing uh, deal then I think that you know maybe we do have enough now to uh, seriously consider giving to uh, Seniors a tax break. Hancock says objections to the senior property tax freeze could hurt schools and fire district revenues doesn't seem as valid with the proposed additional Boeing income. The KMOX business desk, Fields Foods in Dogtown, has closed its doors and the Lafayette store has bare shelves. Maria Kina went to check out with customers have been talking about.
1: Fields Foods is owned by Chris Goodson. He told KMOX just a couple of weeks ago that he was negotiating a deal with employees to buy the stores after the Pagedale store abruptly closed its doors without any warning. Now it's Dogtown. The sign reads on the door will temporarily pause business on Monday, August 14th. The store will reopen in a few short weeks after transition to new ownership and remerchandising. We look forward to renewed partnership with our employees and customers. Reporting from Dogtown, Maria Camo KMOX News.
0: As the news continues on KMOX. When the news first happened, I was devastated, but I, I always hoped that we would stay open and I was determined to help make sure it was open. That's Rosati Kane Jr. Nora Scobie talking about getting the news. Her high school would be closed by the archdiocese, but Rosati Kane Academy starts a brand new school year as an independent high school now. Well, we are really excited that we have 125 students to start the school year this fall. First day is on Friday. Rosati Kane Academy president Maggie Sullivan says in some ways the threat of closure was a blessing in disguise because it galvanized alumni and students and caused what she calls a renaissance at the school. A small town Kansas police department raids the office of the local newspaper and now it's national news with freedom of speech in dispute.
1: The Marion County Records editor and publisher Eric Meyer says they took computers, cell phones, and other things needed to publish the paper.
0: This is the type of stuff that you know, Vladimir Putin does, that third world dictators do.
1: Meyer also says they raided the home he shared with his 98-year-old mother who died the day after.
0: She wouldn't go to bed. She was sitting up and she was muttering to herself, this is going to kill me, this is going to kill me. And sure enough, it did.
1: Marion police defended the raid, saying while federal law usually requires a subpoena, there is an exception when there's reason to believe the journalist is taking part in wrongdoing. Meyer says there was no wrongdoing. I'm Julie Walker. KMOX goes in-depth.
0: Those in Hawaii say with the power out and cell towers inoperable, broadcast radio is how people were able to get life-saving information. But as you might have heard, more new cars are being sold without the ability to receive AM radio signals, which is the frequency, the band where many news stations like KMOX are located. CBS News correspondent Chris Van Cleve looks into this rising safety concern and efforts to reverse it.
1: As you approach the McCluggage Bridge. For nearly a hundred years, WMBD has been covering and talking about the news in central Illinois from 1470 on the AM dial, but not anymore for drivers of a number of new electric vehicles. A host of automakers have pulled AM radio tuners from their cars, saying the EV batteries can interfere with reception.
0: It's no coincidence that the first two letters of America are AM. They've been around a long time.
1: Greg Batten is the Greg in the Dan and Greg show, Heard Mornings on WMBD for nearly 20 years.
0: I'm not worried that we can't adapt to those changes, but it doesn't help when you yank away a few million radios and say... Well, those folks
1: can't listen to you ever. He was there when a vicious EF-4 tornado tore a 46-mile path through Washington County, Illinois, killing three and injuring 125, while causing 800 million in damage and sending debris as far as Chicago. We were immediately on the air and stayed on the air nonstop for days. There are nearly 4,500 AM radio stations across the country heard by about 82 million people a week. The AM signal tends to reach further than FM radio, often stretching deep into rural America. It is typically home to news and talk radio. If you take away the AM radio from cars, what does that do to your business? The quick answer is, I mean, it could be disastrous to our business, no question. During a hearing on Capitol Hill, the first responders argued AM radio serves as the backbone of the nation's emergency alert system. Our belief is that AM radio is a critical source of information to our citizens during a crisis. When disaster strikes, no one should lose
0: access to this essential information because the vehicle being driven does not have AM radio.
1: Our members view um, that there are more options for delivering content and alerts now in vehicles than there ever were. Scott Schmidt from the Trade Association representing automakers told Congress the vast majority of cars still have AM radio and the decision to pull it from some EVs was not made lightly. This has been something that manufacturers look at customer preferences very closely and so they do a lot of market research and try to determine what how to deliver the most value to the customers but that drive to tune out am radio is prompting unusual bipartisan agreement between the very liberal senator ed markey and the very conservative senator ted cruz you know it I, i'm pretty sure that's a, one of the signs of the apocalypse kidding aside they are now co-sponsoring a bill to require am radio stay in vehicles if
0: Elon Musk can brag that he can send rockets into space, that he should be able to figure out how to keep AM radio in passenger vehicles.
1: AM radio is 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 the lifeline to people who are in crisis. So it's an integral part of keeping Americans safe. While automakers call the proposed legislation distinctly non-essential, Ford reversed course, dropping plans to remove AM radio from all its new vehicles and will return it to all 2023 EVs, Ford's Donna Dixon is the lead engineer for the electric Mustang Mach-E. We talked and listened to our customers, just the customers telling us, hey, there's some emergency broadcast frequencies that still aren't available. It's important to us. We said, okay, we got it. We turned it back on. Why take it out at all? It seems like it's not broke, don't fix it kind of problem. And we'll continue to watch it as we go forward to make sure that it's available. At a charging station in Gilman, Illinois, an hour outside of Peoria, Mach-E owner Keith Rice is glad to hear it's staying. I just think there's too many things on AM radio that people still use. WMBD. Something that's never far from Greg Batten's mind whenever that on-air light turns red.
0: You can subscribe and stay up to date by finding St. Louis All Local on the Odyssey app or your favorite podcast app.